Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hi, everybody. This is George with a very quick announcement, which is that I am doing my new hour of stand-up at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, on Friday, February 2nd. So if you live in New York, please come out. It's going to be so much fun. It's a Friday night. We'll all go out dancing afterwards. I can't wait. I would love to see some glamour girls there. So yeah, that is... Friday, February 2nd at the Bell House. Okay, love ya. Enjoy the show. Okay, podcast starts now. Wow, we have started the podcast. Officially. Oh my God. I already feel different. I feel so different. Um, and, you know, this podcast is today about renewal. And wow. yeah, it's about a fresh start and it's about um, rebirth. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as many people know, I um, just had a harrowing. Um, and let me stop you right there. Don't laugh. Take thank you. this seriously because you made it out barely by the skin of your damn perfect pearly white teeth. <laughs> the fact that you are alive today is a testament to the human spirit of course. and specifically to LGBTQ plus creators, creators everywhere, everywhere, audio, video and otherwise. And even just text, even. Ju- oh, my God. Especially just text. They're the ones that are under threat in our current image obsessed society. It's disgusting. Have you ever met anyone anymore that only writes? No, you can't. I actually don't, even if you're literally, uh, you know, Jonathan Franzen, you better believe you're doing TikToks. (laughs) You actually are. Yeah. That's too bad. I actually think we got to a point where someone like Jonathan Franzen could get away with being a curmudgeon and not doing press. Let me tell you something. Let's check in when his next book is out, because I have a feeling he's going to be on Hot Ones. Of course. 100 percent going to be on Hot Ones. And there's going to be little gifts of tears coming oh, out of his please. eyes. And you know what? I'm going to eat it right up. Oh, yeah. And we'll have him on this pod. Sure. Sure. And he'll be like, what are reels? And we're like, just leave <laughs> just us. Just trust us. Trust You're going to get This tagged. is going to get moderately viral. <laughs> OK, sorry, but I cut you off. The point is, 
I just got out of the hospital. You got out of the hospital. And if you're hearing this, we're banking episodes, so this might be coming out in weeks. So if you didn't know I was in the hospital, yeah. this is November. If it's 2025, <laughs> Sam might honestly be back at the hospital by then. It's true. We don't know what's wrong still. <laughs> but this is the time from early November yeah. 2023. Mm. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. <laughs> Turkey lurkey time. Um, so I went to the hospital. It was, it, I didn't enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Well, there is always a part of you that's like, kind of cozy wozy like I get to be in bed all day you think the way that a hospital is really just sort of like one prison like Mm. like they aren't like okay so here's basically what's going to happen they're like you're being admitted now go to sleep yeah and you're sort of like but what is going to happen well you're suddenly in American Horror Story Asylum (laughs) you're literally in the DMV (laughs) and that's the weirdest part is you're like uh, you're and you're not a person signing up for like a driver's license you are the file you are like a file inside of the DMV and you're just like I hope they don't forget about me yeah and um it's crazy (laughs) so as much as you feel comfortable, would you like to share the journey from beginning to end? <laughs> sure. Well, mostly I went, okay, it's I, it's like gross to always talk about, to any, to ever talk about medical issues. Yeah, I would say like don't even get into specifics. Okay, well. Unless you want to, Well, which can be empowering as well. <laughs> well, let's just say um, some people who are gauche and showy bleed externally. Mm. You know, me, on the other hand, I keep things to myself. I like this reframing. I'm going to keep things internal and I'm going to not take up space and I'm going to recognize that, you know, I'm part of a community and I'm going to bleed inside. I would say bleeding externally is very like having a giant Louis Vuitton LV bag. Bleeding (laughs) internally is like quiet luxury, head to toe the row, no labels anywhere, all neutrals, black, maybe denim, maybe, but mostly black, beige, gray. And of course, you know, I think I flew too close to the sun. I think people didn't appreciate me. So I was extremely lightheaded, could not stand up, and went to the hospital. Yeah, when you flew too close to the sun, <laughs> you put your whole Icarusi into that. <laughs> okay, that's genius. Yeah, I actually came to me and I was like, this is going to be a big moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the reels are... Uh, the reels are reeling. The reels are reeling today. Okay, sorry, but I keep cutting you off. So you okay. went to the hospital because you were bleeding internally because you're chic. Oh my God, honestly, call back to help my wife. She's chic. chic. Oh my God. Which gosh. is an old joke for people who... Yeah, I was too, sh- I was too chic for this world. Too chic for this world. So I went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, instantly, you know, here's the thing. I understand that hospital's vibe is sort of like trying to find the most obvious thing. But when I tell you, as soon as you tell a hospital worker that you are LGBTQ+, mm. it is over. It is sort of like, okay, so what STD do you have? And I'm like, I'm telling you, it's not an STD. And they're like, okay, but you don't know that. And I was like, yes, I do. I was simply just tested yeah. two weeks They're ago. like, come on, Diva, you can be honest with me. <laughs> Literally. And they were like, they could not accept it yeah. at all. And they like kept being like, okay, so you got tested, but how many sexual partners have you had in the last two weeks? And I was right. like, zero. <laughs> like, I don't know what you are asking me. It was wild. And even they would be like, okay, so are you like the receptive partner? And I was like, sometimes. And then yeah. they're like, <laughs> and then on the file, the official file, it's just like, Bottom. It's fully like receptive partner is obsessed with cock and it's like chill out. Like I and they were even I was like they were like, okay, so that's probably the issue. And I was like, no, I like honestly haven't bottomed in like a month. And they were like and they were like, well, why not? 
And I was like, you, you can't, can't have win it in both this ways. town. You actually can't win. They're <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like loser. They oh, he's being hospitalized for being a loser. Gay guy who hasn't bought it in a month. First of all, he's a slut. Second of all, he's a prude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. I, it was insane. Did they ever get past you being a prude bottom? It took days. Mm. It took full on days. Uh, it like, because finally they were like, okay, we're going to do all these tests on you. But it took a lot before that. They were like, doing all these STD tests that I had literally done two weeks before sure. and like had pulled up on my phone the results. Yeah, you kept being like, do to me what you do to the straight patients. And they're like, but you're gay. But you're gay. So that wouldn't really make sense. They're like, you came in maybe with a guy. It, maybe leave it to the pros. <laughs> it was um, it was frustrating. It's also like hospitals, I under, I sympathize with all healthcare workers. What you do is impossible. I, we're banging pots and pans as we speak. You just can't hear it. <laughs> you can't hear it because they're uh, very chic pots and pans. That's right. Um, but there's a way in which because all hospitals are understaffed, they are just running out of the room instantly, mm-hmm. like trying to tell them what's going on and then being like essentially I likened it to like being at a restaurant and then being like, OK, are you ready to order? And I'm like, totally. I'll have a water. And they're like, OK, great. Bye. And it's like that's clearly not the end. Sure. Like, you have to stay here yeah. <laughs> for like five minutes. And this will actually save more time in the long run. Yeah. It, it was. I mean, um, would you say healthcare in this country is not ideal? Maybe. <laughs> I'd have to say it's not ideal. I and um, you know, it all ended up being fine, except they still don't really know what happened. It, they're just yeah. sort of like, "Well, you're b- better." Right. And the, yeah, they're like, "Enjoy it while it lasts, <laughs> bitch." <laughs> so I <I'm, laughs> hope you have fun bottoming. <laughs> <laughs> Let her rip, babe. <laughs> so I'm just sort of like um, hoping yeah. um, that it's, but. Yeah, so I'm hoping it's all better, um, and I'm drinking coffee and and then crossing my fingers. Wow, well, that's sort of the best <laughs> it can do. Drink that coffee. Don't forget to have your daily coffee. I heard that helps with all stomach issues. And on an empty stomach, if possible, so they can really coat the inside. Yeah, of course. It's so good for you. Yeah. They didn't tell me not to. Um, uh, yeah. So that's basically um, the hospital stay. As far as this podcast goes, sure. Uh, um, when it comes to like the bottoming, I think is relevant. And the other thing that I think is really relevant to this podcast yeah. is how do you break the news that you are in the hospital? Because I desperately want to post like two b- friends being like, "I'm in the hospital," because I almost want to be like, "I want to talk about it." Yes, but I also don't want to be like, "Hey, I'm in the hospital. Like, care about me a lot." Like, it's sort of a, it's like a complicated like little dance mm-hmm. and I was thinking of that meme of like like at first I wanted to post I'm in the hospital and then I was thinking of that meme that's like nobody knows I'm in the hospital and then it's two people two groups of people dancing being like yes you are you keep posting about it <laughs> right. and I was like how do you like tastefully <laughs> say I'm in the hospital well I think all I can do is share my side of this story because yeah. I am implicated of course of course um, and you know yes you were in the hospital yes you were bleeding internally but I was also hurting <laughs> Because we actually had a show one of those nights, and you had to cancel, and which I w- was so in support of, and so and so like, if anything, I was like, well, now I'm the star because I have all the information. I'm oh. gonna go in and I'm gonna tell everyone what's going on without invading your private, without like betraying your privacy. So I kept actually being vague enough that it almost seemed worse than it was. People were like, is yeah. he dying? And I was like, I can't tell you. You know, I'm really not That's at liberty to share. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also it was difficult. 
The narrative is very difficult because we both got sick at the same time, and it turns out I had confirmed the flu. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I was more sick than you were because I had a 103 fever. Yeah. And then it seemed like we both got better. And then you were like, oh, bet you've seen the last of, bet you thought you've seen the last of me. And then suddenly you were in the in in hospital, as they say in the UK. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a competition, and I you won. Wiped the you actually with you. ate, <laughs> despite the fact that you weren't eating for four full days before your call. I mean, that was wild mm-hmm. to go from Thursday to Tuesday without, or no, it was Thursday to Monday without eating food. When I had Chinese food on Monday night, I was in heaven. I've never experienced anything like that, um, and I never will. <laughs> Okay, wait, we actually do need to bring it up. We have to, yeah. But I'm also like, uh, there's so more here. I I almost think this is a multi-episode arc. Yeah, (laughs) this is like tour all over again. Yeah, because we haven't even gotten into like the various ins and outs of your medical care. Yeah. How I I was desperate to be a healthcare consultant. Uh Uh-huh. I had roommates. You had room. Oh, my God. Were they LGBTQ plus? No. Wow. But. They were wild. Oh. We also, I mean, I don't know if you even want to talk about this, but there is the other LGBTQ plus angle of your hospital stay when you recognize, but we can't. I don't think we can talk about okay. that. But we can't. Okay, we can't, talk, okay. we can't put that on. Okay, well, anyway, without further ado, let me just, I'm putting my hands together as we speak for the one and only Amber Ruffin. Yay! Hooray for me! Yay! Hi, you guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, oh my it's God, such Amber. a pleasure it to have you. It is an absolute pleasure and an honor. And how are you? Thank you for asking. I feel fine. Amazing. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel good. The past, yesterday, I really did nothing. I just did a little bit of work and I slept. But the two days before that, man, I didn't sleep. I was freaking drinking. Mm, whoa. Out all night like a child. I am so old. But I was out and in it and mixing it up. And then last night I slept from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. Oh, my God. Wow. That is actually the dream I love that. time period to sleep. Wow, what was your going out experience like? Where'd you go? What'd you get up to? Um, I went to two events. The first event, I honestly don't remember. But <laughs> after it was an after party. And then I went with my sister and we had the best time. Freaking, I love to just go to these little events and then post up in a corner and then go do you know that guy? Yeah, that's the guy from the thing. Wait, which thing? Oh, I'm thinking of it from this thing. You know, from that thing. It wasn't that thing. And that's all I need. I freaking love that stuff. And yeah. then every once in a while, you'll have um, your third drink, and then you'll be like, "I'm talking to him." Yeah, totally. you'll roll up on totally. him and be like, "I don't know you. I'm so weird. I'm sorry. I'm talking to you, but I gotta talk to you. I love you so much." I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I love you. Oh, God, I'll get out of your hair. It's really bad. I'm really bad at it, and I'll never stop. I really think this idea of being subtle in those situations is so overrated. It's like, over. Have some, have some zest for life, and have some, it's like you are lucky that you are talking to Lucas Hedges. Well, it's also like, you know, the celebrity doesn't have the same weight that it once did, and so yeah. for you to treat it with weight is you're actually doing a service. Oh. And it's um, vintage, it's 90s, mm-hmm. and it's, in that way, very beautiful and very now. Yeah, Yay. absolutely. <laughs> do you, like, um, do you, how how do you, like, expect 
them to respond to you? Like, are you like, do you like, do you like say like, don't talk to me. I just want to say hi. Or are you like, or are you like, and my deal is this, if you want to respond to that. Absolutely (laughs) not. No, absolutely not. I talk to them and then I leave no space for them to respond. (laughs) Ideally, I just say everything I say. I have to say while they smile. And then as I'm finishing, I back away and then I run. Oh, you're like, I came to tell you this. Yeah. Please respect me by staying silent and then I'm going to (laughs) leave. Yeah, I have a small speech. Because there's actually nothing someone can say in response to that that would make you feel better. Like you've already made yourself the fan in this situation. Like you are... For the purpose of this conversation, you are not a writer. You are not a performer. You are not a comedian. You are simply an absolute garbage – someone out of the street (laughs) that came into this party uninvited. Yeah, you broke it. That's right. A piece of trash blew up to you. Please be cool. It will blow away in 30 seconds. Yeah. I'm like – I also – I love pointing – you know, in New York, like sometimes you'll see a famous person – I always have to point it out. I don't like oh when my people God. are chill about it. Don't be cool. Oh, please. Absolutely not. Yeah. No freaking way. I want to point. I don't care if they, they know. Yeah. They, they know. know that I know. And they, they like are. it. Yeah. I think. You know, I have been in the same room as Seema from And Just Like That twice in the last two months. No way. <laughs> you told me you ate dinner She next was to there. <laughs> you know, Amber, I'll tell you something. She's been at a lot of these events in my experience. Okay, so Seema is out and about. Seema is actually, so could beautiful. not be more out and about. And by the way, maybe the most beautiful woman I've ever so seen stunning. in real life in a way that is actually uh, unique. You know how everyone now, everyone's faces are starting to look the same? Yeah. yeah. She is the only person who doesn't look like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you are, she should be president. Wow. I, I, there is, she is so stunning and has such gravitas without trying at all. Like she doesn't, of course she looks like a celebrity because she's beautiful and is a celebrity, but, <laughs> but there is just something that is such a throwback to like almost a French, imagine like a French woman in the 1990s or something. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? That. God, French women really peaked in the 1990s. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so true. It's sad. Sorry. I'm sure any French people listening, you guys are great. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing amazing stuff right now. You're still doing it. Yeah. And we loved that movie. We loved that. Which one? Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I thought you saw it. No, but I want to. Have you seen it, Amber? Don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so it's really good. It's about it's it's about a woman who is accused of murdering her husband, and that's all I'll say. Ooh! But it's also wow. I'm I've sort of folded myself in this way where there's no way for me to move without first moving the chair. I mean, we're gonna have to bring you to the hospital now. <laughs> I know, truly. <laughs> um, Amber, have you ever specifically um, succeeded in a celebrity interaction or <laughs> or flopped in a celebrity interaction at an event? At one good one. I mean, probably. I don't know, man. <laughs> but I oh I have a good answer to this actually did have one where I um was standing there minding my own business and I saw Maxwell and I didn't say shit because it's Maxwell yeah. so I stood there I was just like sweating he's so beautiful and Maxwell sees me and he comes over and he goes hey you're Amber oh I just think you're great something normal something normal wow and I go. Oh, Oh shit, Maxwell, I love you so freaking bad. 
And Maxwell laughs and he goes, <laughs> you talk like you talk. That's kind of fun. I like that. Yeah. That's nice. That's actually how I felt when we had Joe Para on. I was like, oh, you're Joe Para. That's right. He's not doing a bit. He's not doing a bit. He's not doing a bit. That is who he is. It's so cute. Um, wait, I had a, good, a positive, I would say, celebrity interaction. Okay. That could have gone. So I was in the same elevator as Susan Sarandon in an apartment building, not like at any sort of big Hollywood event. Wow. Um, Oh, in New York City? Even an elevator can be a big Hollywood event. (laughs) Get out out of here. Oh, to be clear, to be clear, I did not get out of that elevator elevator without signing a contract with a production company. And she has an exclusive deal. But um, a first look deal with me. She actually has a first look deal with me, not the other way around. So I was in an elevator with her. uh, Okay, so I. First, I was in an elevator, not with her. Imagine that. I get out. I'm about to exit this building. She's coming in. I'm super chill. Don't even make eye contact. Get out of the building. Realize I forgot my umbrella upstairs, so I have to come back in. So I start knocking on the door, and she's the one that has to let me back in. And I could see in her eyes, she's she's thinking, oh, God, this gay guy decided he does want to say hi. <laughs> like, this gay guy, like, first was being cool, but then left the building, and now wants to come back and say that he loved me in the meddler. So she comes and she's like, oh, God, Uh, opens the door. Yeah. Expecting me to start tearing up. Mm -hmm. Instead, I go, sorry, I forgot my umbrella upstairs. And so then we enter the elevator together as equals. Mm. And then she she unclenches. She's calm. Starts talking to me about the weather because of of the umbrella. And suddenly we are quite literally having a normal person, human to human interaction um, about the weather, and then she's, and then I literally like leave the elevator. I'm like, stay dry out there. And she's like, you too, queen. Wow, that, that's beautiful. <laughs> to be like almost humiliating, like I, she thought I was going to humiliate myself, and in fact, I was just a person like her. God, Aww. that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I... and we still keep in touch. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, what gossip. I heard what? she and Jessica Lang are uh, friends after doing feud together, and they like take walks around the neighborhood. That's not gossip. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sweetest gossip. That's sweet. Well, especially because, you know, it's like we're always pitting women against each other. Well, guess what? They are actually they're they're actually debunking that. You're trying to make positive gossip happen. Yeah, with Susan Sarandon. Yeah, you're like uh, you're like I heard some gossip like Lady Gaga gets 8 hours of sleep every Yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um one time at an SNL after party, I tried to talk to Drake and <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, sure, that why is not? That's so funny. <laughs> Reenact like, the did entire you thing. <laughs> well, the thing is, they they were like He goes by he him. <laughs> Drake, he, him. No, but he, uh, the entity surrounding him was not, is is they, them, and they were not having me. Oh, I see. Like, they were like, I was like scooching, like inching closer, and I was like, I'm just going to say hi. I'm going to be normal. But like, why not say hi? We're mm-hmm. at, we're, he's at the party, and he's being weird. He's like dancing on top of tables. Like, sure, I'll go say sure, hi to Drake. Sure. And then um, I got up to him, and this like woman got in front of me and was just like, um, what are you doing? And I was like, <gasps> well- Nothing. <laughs> and she was like, you need to back up. And I was like, I'm not being weird. I'm literally just inching closer to Drake. That's not weird. <laughs> I just you know, wanted to say hi. I do think those parties sort of bring out 
some weird behavior in people. Of course. I have. I actually don't think I've ever said this on the pod, but one time at an SNL after party, I was sitting at the same table as Padma Lakshmi, who, as everyone knows, used to be part of the Brooklyn comedy scene, <laughs> but we never and we never sort of overlapped. Um, and there was a mac and cheese in front of me, and she clearly wanted it. And rather than asking, can you pass that mac and cheese? She started performatively reaching with her fork while making direct eye contact with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a child would. And I and I say this with nothing but love. She is truly, I mean, talk about a true icon. Uh-huh. Padma Lakshmi, I would say, in the same level of, as Seema in terms of French women in the, 19, yeah. In the 90s. Yeah, 100%. But I was sort of like, you're being iconic right now by not just choosing to say, can you pass the mac and cheese? Damn. Now that's a relatable queen. I did. I was like, would you like some? I just was like, here. And then she ate it. I have an SNL after party Ooh, story to yes, top all yes. of this. A thousand years ago, I was at an SNL after party, and I was talking to P.O.B., um, Michael Bryan, who cares, my little friend. And we were talking, and, um, oh, gosh, very, very, very drunk Paul McCartney. Mm. <laughs> he fucking stumbles in, <laughs> like, like, stumbles into P.O.B. so kind of hard that we have to address what has happened. Yeah. But like we shouldn't be talking to him because it's Paul McCartney. So we're just like, uh 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 and he's looking at us kind of like uh 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 like oopsie. <laughs> so PLB goes, you know, the thing about Paul McCartney is everywhere he goes, no matter where he's at, in his pocket, he always carries and before he could say tiny harmonica, Paul McCartney had taken out a tiny <laughs> harmonica. <laughs> Hard eye contact with me. Oh my god! And playing the cutest little tune on his tiny harmonica, and I was just like, "What? What is happening?" As he's playing this tiny harmonica, Justin Timberlake walks up, doesn't understand why <laughs> Paul McCartney is playing a tiny harmonica to a stranger, and is trying to understand like who I am and can't. Because he doesn't know who I am. And then just like patiently waits until he's done with this drunken song. It was beautiful. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, yeah. all any SNL After Party story does sound a little bit like like a child wrote fanfic. Yes, 100%. Like it's sort of like, and then like Christina Ricci like danced on the table <laughs> yeah. while Jay-Z was like <laughs> well, trying the, on a oh. hat. <laughs> <laughs> The last time I went was RuPaul was hosting, and so a bunch of the queens from that season were there, and they were sort of like, (laughs) they were in drag and not scheduled to perform. They were just there as guests, but they were also just half performing at all times. Like a song would come on and they'd be like, well, yeah, I'll do like a mini number just here on the table. (laughs) And then people would like gather around them and be like, it would be just like sort of 20 seconds of Peppermint performing. Yeah. And like it was just, there was something that was so like back and like it's, I've ne- I never watched that movie Babylon, but that's sort of what I imagined the <laughs> opening sequence of Babylon is like. It's literally just like all the queens from Drag Race plus Margot Robbie half performing in a giant room while Padma Lakshmi is trying to get to the mac and cheese. Guys, that is your second podcast yeah. is you bring someone on and they've seen a movie you haven't seen mm-hmm. and then you have to guess how the movie goes yeah i mean there are movies like that that There's i'm so like it's actually more seen. fun to imagine babylon yeah. than to a watch. thousand percent babylon in my imagination incredible film absolutely it's, it's, it's the best film i never saw i've already decided that if i were to watch babylon i would be one of the people that's like 
people didn't get this. It's high cam. Oh, I'm like the yeah. way that I actually can't see it because that's already my opinion. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, yeah, it's so misunderstood. <laughs> I actually haven't decided yet what my opinion on Priscilla, which I'm not going to watch, is. The way that I have said I'm going to see Priscilla and then as soon as someone's like, OK, well, do you want to go tomorrow? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I know. It's like What's pulling- Priscilla. It's the new Sofia Coppola about Priscilla Presley. Yeah. Okay. For everyone at home, Amber just rolled her eyes so hard that she actually has developed a medical condition because yeah. of it. Please, I and is going to the hospital bleeding. that Sam was at. <laughs> um, I mean, what? Okay. Yeah. I got it. No, 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 no. We can actually talk about this because the way I don't care about that movie actually makes me question my own tastes. I mean, I care about, for some reason, Jacob Elordi. I don't, I've yeah. fully. Well, he's so tall, you have to see it in person. <laughs> I've, I've bought the hype on Jacob Elordi in a way that yeah. makes me feel like a pawn. I like, know. sort of, uh, I'm just like one of the masses, like, ready to buy up Gloop. But I'm like, I'm ready for Jacob Elordi. I'm like, sure, whatever. He's I stand the him. new. He's the new boy. It's he's been officially decreed. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And th- th- you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to. No. <laughs> the only thing I ever saw about that movie was. Some child in a big old wig, sadly combing her hair in the mirror. And yeah. it's like, Priscilla, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. What? What? You're not even trying. You're you're supposed to keep the fact that it's boring a secret. <laughs> you have to try to trick me. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Do something. I know. It is. It's tough. It's tough with Sophia. It is tough with her, actually. She has a lot of feelings. She does. And they they often involve brushing your hair in the mirror. Does she have a lot of feelings (laughs) or one big feeling? Oh. Oh, Oh. No, I actually, I, you know, I think we're both sort of fans. I'm a huge Lost in Translation fan. I'll say that. Of course. I, with a, after, I had a previous job and then the whole thing shut down, so we were all fired. And the next day... I treated myself to a midday screening of Lost in Translation, and it actually did feel very like, I can move on now. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? That's amazing. Yeah, it was really amazing. <laughs> well, speaking of moving on, should we do our first segment? I <laughs> actually think that would be the best possible way forward. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of, 
in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Stradio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, Amber, our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we're going to ask you a series of rapid-fire questions. It's basically this thing or this other thing to gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture. Great. The only rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions or we will get so, so upset that we might have to um, yell at you Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so loudly that we'll – burst our vocal cords and go back to the hospital. Exactly. And you're going to be confused. It's not going to be clear what you're supposed to do. Sit with that. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, Amber. Beating a dead horse or eating a red borscht? Beating a dead horse. Okay, Amber. Rolling out the welcome mat or showing your young Sheldon tat? (laughs) Oh, showing my young Sheldon tat. (laughs) Okay. Samara trapped in the well or Sierra wearing head-to-toe Chanel? Sierra and Chanel, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, a plant-based diet or a Jersey-based Hyatt? A Jersey-based Hyatt! <laughs> a bull market or a buffalo exchange? Uh, buffalo exchange. Can't complain or can't land plane, a.k.a. <laughs> a plane crash? <laughs> can't complain! <laughs> okay, being paid in exposure or getting laid as a form of closure? Getting laid as a form of closure, I'm afraid. Okay. Doctors without borders or friends without healthy boundaries? Friends without healthy boundaries! (laughs) Got him! Wow. Wow. Well, you know, we rank our guests' performance on a scale of zero to 1,000 doves. To me, I'm like all in. I mean, that was like 992 doves. 992, I would say. Yes. You came alive. You you really leaned into the rapid fire of it all. There was a confidence there where yeah. I was like, okay, she is such a professional. Well, I can just tell also you like games. Oh, is that true? Yes, and also I'm quite impulsive. Mm-hmm. I love to pull the trigger. I am. I can't help it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it now. I'm a thousand percent in instantly or I hate it instantly. Yeah. That's how I live. Totally. I, you know, I've, uh, when it comes to impulsiveness, I'm curious, like, does that translate to like home decor? Absolutely not. I mean, I'm certain it does for regular people, but my house is empty. There's nothing in there. (laughs) I don't like stuff. I don't like looking at stuff. Yeah. I'm too busy. Yeah. Of course. All those crazy things I agree to. Yeah. I don't want to be like looking at anything. I want to see clear countertops. I hate a knickknack. I wow. hate a knickknack. I hate them. Do you 
like the emptiness as an aesthetic choice? Like you think it looks good or is it just easier that way? I think it's pretty. Okay. Oh. You do. I think it's So your ideal apartment is like all clear. <laughs> yeah. Clear. Just yeah. all made of glass. And then I know that it's clean. Yeah. And there's yeah. stuff. You got a bunch of stuff. The pile of stuff's got dust on it. Yeah. Oh, you're I can't right. live like that. There's a bug under there. Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm struggling because I have a lamp that I've hated for about seven years. <laughs> and I like keep being like, yeah, once I get rid of that lamp and get a new lamp, I'm going to be fixed. But I'm like so unimpulsive that I cannot decide on a lamp. And I, mm-hmm. I need someone to just pick a lamp out for me. Um, and it's not, and also lamps, one, all furniture is so expensive yeah. and I'm just sort of like, well then how I need it in the space first before I know if it's working. Yeah. So then I just sit with this lamp that I hate forever and I might die with it. <gasps> well, uh, at this rate. <laughs> are you, <laughs> too soon. are you sure you don't love it a little bit? I'm sure. Oh. It, at this point it makes me angry. Wow. Oh, yeah. Get I got to get rid of this lamp. Oh. I find I really love the idea of a lot of different tchotchkes and just to go into someone's house and be like, wow, they're so well traveled. This is from here. This is from here. But it's like in order to get there, I have to go to India and I don't actually have the finances to do that. right No, now. not yet. And so I need the fact that to get to the place where I want to be, where it's all well curated tchotchkes, I actually have a full 10 years of being rich. Yeah. It's really setting me back quite a bit. <laughs> That's setting you back a lot. Yeah. That's messed up. I know. But then for a while, mm-hmm. you'll be the guy who won't shut up about his trip to India. That's because true. Because if that's the first place you go, those are your tchotchkes. Yeah. And they'll be like, who does this guy think he is? I know. Damn, that's a really good point. The, I think the peak is to be have gone to India, gotten all the tchotchkes, and then 10 years after that, when you're trying to get rid of them, because you're like, why was I obsessed with that trip? <laughs> but you still have like one. That's yeah. when you're in the sweet spot. Okay. So you've got about 20 years. Okay. Well, let's check back in then. <laughs> in this studio. In this um, studio. So, Amber. Yeah. We, I think, it must be said, have to ask you what straight topic you have brought with you today. And maybe just a little bit about what you think is straight about it. The straight topic I have brought with me today is Dairy Queen Blizzards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dairy Queen blizzards are the straightest thing on earth, and here's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People love to like uh, be like, I'm an Eminem blizzard or die. Mm. And then they really hold on to that. And as a kid, it becomes a big part of your identity. Yeah, who, I see. What kind of blizzard person are you? Especially we lived pretty close to a Dairy Queen and that was who you were, you know. Lacey is a peanut butter M&M or a peanut M&M blizzard. Mm. You know, I'm regular M&M. My brother is uh, Oreo cookies. It's very important. And you bring that information with you to school. And it's like, you know, remember when you were little, you'd be like, I like dolphins. And that was part of it. Yeah. You'd be like, this is who I am. Through the lens of Dairy Queen. Totally. I think that's a beautiful, you're you're not allowing yourself any fluidity. Rigid identity. That's right. Yeah. Rigid identity. It's rigid identity. At an early age. That's At an right. early age. One might say a signed up birth. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel like it's the same with like, even like your favorite Halloween candy. That's right. Yeah. I'm almost like, sometimes, to me, I feel like the official narrative in my head is my favorite is Kit Kats. As the candy? As the candy. Okay. Uh. And then sometimes I'll be like, but I do also like Snickers. But then I'll be like, no, you're Kit Kat. A hundred percent. Shut up. 
I mean, back to the Blizzard thing. I mean, I've always, since I could speak, been a chocolate extreme Blizzard mm-hmm. chica, and now I'm like, like I'll if I'm ever if I ever find myself in a Dairy Queen, I'm not even trying anything new yeah. because I'm like, well, I know what I am. Yes, a hundred percent. I think everyone does that. Mm-hmm. I if I were to ever take a bite out of another Blizzard. I swear on everything that is holy, I would spit it right back yeah. out. I cannot. If you say Blizzard, it has to be Eminem Blizzard. Yeah. And that's like the least fun of yeah. all of them. You can get like chocolate chip. I, it's it's pretty regular. But hey, that's what I was assigned at birth. Exactly. Well, it's also like when you're a child, you have to hold on to it because it's your identity. And then when you're an adult, you hold on to it because it's nostalgia and it brings you back to childhood. Yes. So at no point do you actually feel free enough to change. No. No. Absolutely not. Uh, The Blizzard also, we have to talk about the fact that when you are given it, they flip it upside down. (laughs) Because that is, there's a a cruelty there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Speak on that. <laughs> you are essentially you're saying you worker are less than me. Yeah. And if you don't flip this thing upside down at me, I will take note and I will call your manager and get uh-huh. you fired. Yeah, it's very much giving like Cold Stone Creamery where they have to sing when you tip them. It is it is yeah. absolutely uh, creating a hierarchy um, <laughs> that is is there it just is cruel and it's violent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like seeing uh, something about me. I don't like seeing workers being exploited. And that's just something that's just I something have, you know, maybe my leftist politics. But <laughs> And I would actually say I would feel so much better if every time I entered an establishment, I would actually I could see all the workers signing up for good health care yeah. <laughs> all on a screen. And then I would feel and then I would say I would like fries. <laughs> When when someone flips the blizzard upside down and hands it to me, I say, it's fine. You don't have to do that for me. I see you as a full person. What is your name? Yeah. <laughs> and they I, love that. They love when you interact with them. I say, these people don't see you. I see you. <laughs> They're like, let's I'm get out of here. Years old. Let's get out of here, Kelsey. <laughs> let's just drive. Let's go I've see Babylon. It's playing at, <laughs> at, the AMC. at the AMC. You said it's violent. <laughs> It's violent. But they, every time I see them do that, I go, what are you doing? What? Because I forget that that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. I guess, I mean, there is a party trick element that I do enjoy where it's sort of like, how does it stay there? (laughs) Because you're flipping it upside down. It should fall out. Well, and that's a childhood wonder. That's a childhood wonder. And that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what Dairy Queen is good for. Yeah. The other thing I'll say about about blizzards and also just anything that is candy flavored is, God, how exciting it is to eat candy in a different format. Yeah. To be like, I'm getting Ferrero Rocher ice cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it does backfire. I mean, looking at the blizzard menu mm-hmm. is one of the most jarring experiences because it'll be like, like they'll have like cookies and cream, but then they'll also have like Oreo, TM, Reese's, like TM. And it's sort of like, don't, can we just say like peanut butter chocolate? Like mm. I, the branding on branding, like it's like come to uh. Dairy Queen for the like Oreos branded meets Sour Patch Kids meets like BP oil. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's American culture. It hurts to look at. Yeah, well, of course, and it is rooted in literal violence. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much that meme of like the like you know 
only an American would understand this. And it's like the yeah. intersection with the all the fast food chains and the yes. gas station. Well, there is in my neighborhood a Dippin' Dots and some other kind of branded popcorn store. And the two things it sells are Dippin' Dots and a specific kind of popcorn. And I've always been like, now that's innovation. <laughs> Dippin' Dots taste like trash. Awful. They're horrible. Speak on that. And they still exist. How in the world do they still exist? Because it's not like Dippin' Dots. This is the ice cream astronauts eat. Because if that was what it was, yeah. hey, let's all get some. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's Dippin' Dots. This will melt instantly and become the worst consistency anything has ever been. Yeah. But they still exist. They're everywhere. They're in every... Not to mention, people speak very positively about them. I actually think, you know, our bosses over at Big Money Players will be silencing this portion of the episode. Because, huge <laughs> because people speak so positively about Dippin' Dots, it feels controversial to bring up something negative about them. Really? I... <laughs> A cap just fell off a, a bottle and fell off, fell off the table. I flipped a bottle cap onto the floor. I'm sorry, everybody. The, the Dippin' Dots, Big Dippin' Dots is sabotaging this podcast already. <laughs> it's not good. It, the flavors are like bad. cotton candy, freaking watermelon, mild chocolate. Like it all tastes like nothing. They're nothing flavors yeah. for a bad a bunch of frozen dots. It's terrible. And frankly, we shouldn't be doing that to our astronauts. No, they deserve better. They deserve better. It takes a lot of training. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And personal sacrifice. I mean, talk about an unhealthy work balance, work life balance. Yeah. Astronauts constantly at work, meaning, I mean, you're in space. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't get paid for all that time. Yeah. You yeah, have to exactly. Do year-long shifts. That's crazy. They should do when you're an astronaut. You get sent into space in order to have good work-life balance. There should be a work spaceship and a home spaceship. And at the end, you work your nine to five. And at the end of the day, you go to your home spaceship and you can just watch, you know, Peacock with your wife. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that would be amazing. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, so all astronauts are men? No, they're no, lesbians. They're lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> I um I do have to say about Dairy Queen as a brand, I actually think the food at Dairy Queen is LGBTQ plus. Well, Queen. <laughs> well, Queen. First Need I more. say more? <laughs> <laughs> Not Dairy King, Mama. It's Dairy Queen. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I think the food is yeah. LGBTQ plus. Yeah. I, I actually mean, definitely do need others. you to you, expand on that a little bit. I feel like uh, in. Uh, I feel like in a small town community, if you are ordering the food at a Dairy Queen, uh-huh. you are being ostracized. People are whispering behind your back, <laughs> saying things that they wouldn't want you to hear. Sure. And I think it takes bravery to order a, a burger from a Dairy Queen. Yeah. I did once and got very sick, and that's not a bit. <laughs> really? I, the, I was very hungry. I was closest to the Dairy Queen. I drove through, and then very shortly after— um. I had to leave work and I had to go home and shit my butt off. Yeah. Wow. I'm shocked that not everyone is constantly sick from eating fast food. Not to be like a mom who's like, don't eat fast food. But you are eating cardboard that is infected with E. coli. Like, why doesn't everyone get sick when they go to McDonald's? They're they're on that line. They're on that fine line between going to kill you and going to keep you fat and sick. Yeah. When I lived in Amsterdam, I lived there for five years. Oh. I only ate garbage. Really? And was thin, healthy, <laughs> mm. happy, beautiful, full of energy and stuff. 
But then you were the SEMA of, uh, <laughs> of Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <laughs> guys, guys, it was so gorgeous. You wouldn't freaking believe it. But no, really. And it didn't feel bad or weird. Yeah. And they weren't like, like, you know how we are here. Like, oh, you're going to eat um, McDonald's. You're going to be sick. The next. They weren't. They're like, you eat McDonald's and you're fine. And it tastes the teeniest bit different. And I was like, oh, that's because our meat is bad because they don't care about us in Holland. They have, you know. Well, they have laws. Laws uh, (laughs) about what you can and can't feed another human being. Then I went to China and was like, oh, I'll go to McDonald's. Buddy, that was not meat. Mm -mm. I got it. I, I smelled it. It smelled not okay. And I looked at the meat and it was gray and I put it down and I couldn't eat it. I was like, wow. So there is, it gets worse than here. Mm-hmm. It gets even worse than this. Yeah. So be grateful, stupid, be grateful. stupid American pigs. <laughs> oh, why you think you want health food? We'll send you to China. We'll send your ass to China. <laughs> eat the McDonald's there. Eat the McDonald's there and then come You'll back. you be happy to, to be Yeah. So vote for problem. Joe Biden, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Huh. 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 I do think we should address the fact that when we have you to address first it. told us that you were your topic was blizzards off mic, my reaction <laughs> was, okay, great. We have to rank natural disasters from gay to straight because I thought you meant the natural disaster of a blizzard. And I also thought the exact same thing. Yeah. And I also think we should definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's a, I also was like, I mean, it's this, you know, we're both obviously classically trained in improv acting and um, chemical engineering. But I the, the way I immediately yes ended you. And then I was like, wait, do I think blizzards are straight? If anything, I think they're sort of divas. Yeah. Like blizzards, you know, a, an actual natural disaster that is a blizzard. But there's something so like. To me, there's something, a, a natural disaster, there's a blizzard, there's a masculinity there. Sure. Like a hurricane, one, is literally a diva. Oh, um, well, yes. A, but yeah. like a, a a blizzard is like, it's sort of like we have to be strong. Mm-hmm. We have to like <laughs> batten down the hatches. Yeah. We have to like get ready, get ready with your nuclear family. Also, blizzard is a male name and hurricane is a female name. Not to right. be gender essential. Let's start But there. I wouldn't name my daughter blizzard, I would name her hurricane. <laughs> That's right. It sounds like Caroline or something. Yeah. Tsunami. Tsunami? Well, bisexual. (laughs) I agree. It's literally fluid. It's fluid. Yeah, I agree. Okay, great. So that's sort of the end of that. (laughs) Earthquake? Oh. Mm. That is interesting. That is interesting. Um... (laughs) There's something about an earthquake that's sort of empowering because it's like a piece of land being like, you're not going to tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah. There's also something about an earthquake where it's like not super destructive most of the time. Like, it's just right. like sort of, it's like, don't, it's almost religious. There's something about like, don't forget you're on earth. You actually can jo- weirdly joke about an earth. Like, yeah. if you are living in California and there's like a little earthquake, you can be like, Oh, where were you when the you know, whatever when the earth? Yeah. I mean, all of this is going to change when the big one comes, and then there's literally no more Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, uh, I read an article. Mm. Uh, I hope I didn't talk about this already, but I read it like maybe six months ago, uh-huh. a year ago, about like the big one in the Northwest and how it's going to be like much, much larger than oh, the big yeah. one in Cali, and um, oh. it and it we're like overdue for it. Yeah, and I now I can't stop thinking about it. Actually, when we even went on tour and we were in the Northwest, I was like, I hope it doesn't happen in the next week. Like. <laughs> 
Yeah. I was like, and I'm like, it's almost that thing. Like, I, I have two things in my mind. I'm like, I never want to get a tattoo because I want to be able to go to like the the baths in Japan. <laughs> And I never want to move to the Northwest because I'm like, I'm going to die in the next big uh, earthquake slash tsunami. That is not what I thought you were going to say. I know. I was like, are you going to go to the baths in Japan? They don't let you in with the tattoo. I, You actually have told me this. Yeah. Cover it up. Sometimes, sometimes they'll let you cover it up. Sometimes they don't even let you cover it up. Sometimes they're like, if you have to cover it up, you can't come in. But you cover it up before you get there. They don't know. That's yeah. true. Get a brand yeah. of makeup called Dermablend. It's waterproof. <laughs> exactly. It's oh, there you go. oh, wow. It's at the mall. You got to find a mall and that's going to be tough. <laughs> but Dermablend is there and you put that on and you go there. Don't you let those people tell you you can't go to the bath. How dare they? You better put on that makeup and go to the bath. That made me a little bit upset. I don't like it when people are discluded. Really? Also, I have a tattoo. And what I thought you were going to say is, um, I know that I'm going to be scared once I get it, that it'll never come off and that'll like freak me out. Mm. Because before I got my tattoo, I was like, I would like have nightmares that I got a big weird tattoo and I'd be like, ah, ah, and then I'd wake up and be like, ah, it's just a dream. So I freaking got the smallest tattoo. <laughs> and then for the week after, had nightmares every night. And I would go, oh my God, I had a dream. I had a tattoo. I did. I did it. Oh no. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I have to tell you, similarly, I I don't do a lot of drugs or anything, but I literally have this fear that I will get a tattoo and then do like shrooms and then be afraid of my own tattoo <laughs> and be and that's try to like claw theory. it off my skin or something. Huh. Don't you think that's something that would happen? Well, that's like something they would tell you in health class. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it does seem like such a childish fear. And I'm not saying that's the number one reason I don't have a tattoo, but there is a part of me that's like... It would be. It would feel so crazy to see, look at your skin. <laughs> Can I Maybe say that scared from, the crap out of me? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's pretty scary. I hope that doesn't happen to me. Well, I don't yeah. think shrooms are that crazy. You know, I think mostly that's the case. Yeah. Shrooms can do something. Shrooms can be tough. Shrooms can get you. Last time I did shrooms, I um, sort of on accident did too much and was at a Harry Styles concert. Oh, classic, yeah. Um, And I think I was the funniest I've ever been in my entire life. I think I've maybe talked about this on this podcast. But my big joke was that his drummer's bang, his drummer was a female drummer, and my big joke was that her bangs are so large that um, the concert is a benefit to raise money to get them removed surgically. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever thought of in my entire life. that's very funny. That works. <laughs> yeah. You, how did you? I'm sorry. Yeah, please. please I moved ask. to Amsterdam when I was um, young and fun, mm-hmm. and did a lot of drugs there. Sure. But how do you get mushrooms in America? Because like over there, you go to the store. Yeah. And you go, I want to roll this type of way, and they go, okay. This you was gotta find a guy. You gotta find a guy. It's a guy. This was Even certainly mushrooms, just given though? to me. Yeah. I feel like now a lot of the, because weed is legal, a lot of the weed guys now have mushrooms. Okay, that's what I expected. Yeah, yeah. I need to hear like fully three hours on your Amsterdam Buddy. experiences, <laughs> and I'm sure you've talked about it a lot. But it was I, a mess. Yeah, it was the funnest, funnest little. Mess. Were you doing comedy? Yes, there is a theater there called Boom Chicago, so okay. I moved there to do Boom Chicago, and it's just like a you know second city, but over there. Yeah, and. And most of it is improvised. So it's like, you know, short form. Who cares? Every single night, like the where the theater was, was like the party central. 
And so it would just fill up with people and you would party all night long. And sometimes we would open up the theater and then just the whole building would be a giant party place. And like this, we were so young and so raggedy, like sometimes we would sleep in the office upstairs. And if there was a party, we would like, you know, there was a gym next door. You'd just bring some clothes, go next door, shower, then go downstairs for rehearsal in the morning. And it was the nothingest nothing. And we were so wild and it was so encouraged. Like they were like, did you stay up all night partying? Ah, ha, ha. All right. Here's your script. Yeah. Go do a show for Enron. <laughs> wow. be like, just like yeah. SNL in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. It was just like Take that. me back. I heard it was so good then. Yeah, not Especially for women. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Wait, I'm almost like now that we're talking about your history, what a great time to actually talk about um, what you're working on currently. <gasps> beautiful, beautiful segue. I am. I have a podcast with my sister. Yes. Also on iHeart called the Amber and Lacey, Lacey and Amber Show. Yay, it's so cute. Lacey and I wrote a New York Times bestselling book called You'll Never Believe What Happened to Lacey, Crazy Stories About Racism. So this whole podcast was Almost just about how people be crazy at the doctor. Oh, sure. Because my goodness. And I just have never thought of, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Other people are getting it, too. Um, sorry. That I'm very easily distracted. No, no. That's we can't relate to that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never, never not focused over here. I'm also on Late Night with Seth Meyers. And I... Uh, co-wrote a musical on Broadway currently called Some Like Some It like Hot. Hot. It's cute to shit and you should go hug it. Uh, 
also, I wrote The Wiz. The Wiz is coming back. The revival of The Wiz. It's on tour in America right now, and it lands on Broadway March 2024. You better get tickets now. Man, I can't stress enough. I wrote the show, and I can't get tickets. <laughs> well, that's tough. sort of the issue with... Bro- Don't and even I, get and, me started and on thank theater. thank you for bringing it up. I've never seen a show in my life because tickets are uh, unavailable. There's, It's a secret system. It's a secret system. You have system. to be in the Illuminati in order to <laughs> receive them, and I've never understood it. I actually think it is my life's work. I have gotten so many free theater tickets in my life, and it is like a full-time... It's like befriending people who are on press lists. It is... Not beating the Illuminati rumors, I fear. <laughs> I, I, yeah. And I really am sort of... Even like... I mean, literally today when we knew we were going to have you on, before that I was like... I had looked up... I didn't know The Wiz was on tour. I thought it just hadn't opened on Broadway yet because I was like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to ask for press... Ask your people for press tickets and that's how I'm going to go to The Wiz, <laughs> which we just did for Titanic. We went for free. That's true. Because we had someone from Titanic. But it is truly... I would say it's almost... Once you get into it, one of the joys of being in New York is like, how do you scam your way into free theater tickets? It's it's pretty neat. Yeah. And every... I'm so scared to ask mm-hmm. for free theater tickets all the time but then now i have a um an agent a theater agent <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. i can pull kevin aside and be like kevin i want to go to everything mm-hmm. so anytime you can get me tickets i want them okay and he's like okay <laughs> so i get to go to shows a lot more than i should no, you deserve it. I don't you know do that I should it. be able to go to shows all the time <laughs> like this. But it's very fun. And no one loves it more than me. Yeah. Freaking Were you it. always a musical person? Yes. But I certainly didn't think, like, I knew I loved musicals. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to live in Omaha forever and do musicals. Are you from you Omaha? Know, at, yeah, I'm okay. from Omaha, Nebraska. And I thought I would live there forever and do musicals at night and deliver the mail in the day. But uh, I it never occurred to me that I could work in theater, even after I was working in theater. And even after spending 10 years having theater as my full-time job, I still was like, well, I could never write a real musical. Let me just write a bunch of little musicals for myself. <laughs> so I did that. And then I let slip that I like writing musicals. And these agents over here were like, well, then write them then. Shoot, shut up and write them. So, <laughs> so they, I got to. And I still am like, I don't see how this happened. Imposter syndrome is a hell of a thing. Yes, and only, um, and the right people don't have it is what I, I will say. say that. That is true. If yeah. I could found an, uh, a sort of nonprofit, it would be teaching <laughs> people who have too much confidence to have imposter syndrome. <laughs> To level the playing field. (laughs) I mean, that was, I think it's a Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama goes, I've been in the room with some of the smartest people on earth. And let me tell you, they're not that smart. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, dang. But then after being around a teeny bit, there is no grown up. Like people are constantly like looking for permission or like proof that what they're doing is good Th- that doesn't exist you just have to do your thing yeah uh that's the dumbest thing i've ever said no. but also no. that makes sense to me i find <laughs> and michelle obama was talking about cindy mccain 
<laughs> I well, I find both to be jarring. Like when I like first when I see people in power that have no idea what they're doing, I'm sort of like, oh, cool. That means you can just sort of do whatever. Mm-hmm. But then also when you meet someone who really has it all together, I'm like, uh oh, like uh oh, some people do know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I actually need to up my game in a weird, almost counterintuitive way. The people who have imposter syndrome often take up so much space by talking about how they have imposter syndrome <laughs> that you're like, <laughs> maybe you could put that. And I'm counting myself in this 100%, by the way. Like I, you know, the sort of like neuroticism of just constantly being like self-deprecating and this and that. And it's like, how about you calm down for one second, journal a bit, <laughs> and then let's wake up the next morning and try to seize the day. Because time is running out. <laughs> but man, I mean, even the people who have been doing everything since time began, they also are doing a bad job right. a lot of the time. But what they've done is they've built a system where it's very hard for them to do a bad job. And yeah. that's what I learned is they ask everyone for their input and they have all these filters like – even I do that. Like everything I write has to go through Jenny Hagel and then I'll probably also send it to John Lutz and then my friend Shantira and then my friend Kevin and then I'll be like, okay, here's the thing. But I think a lot of people have those systems in place and it just seems like they're great all the time. Well, it's self-perpetuating because it's like, well, yes, based on the roles that I created, I'm actually crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you build it. But also, you don't need to do that. I regret saying it. <laughs> Whatever you're doing is enough. You don't need your little friends. You can do it. Love, yeah, with Amber. a few exceptions. No, no, no. <laughs> you're better than everybody else. <laughs> and you can do it. Um, okay, I have a question for both of you. If you and then we should do our final segment. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could make one movie into a musical, other than the ones you already have made, what would it be? And and yeah. I don't know what mine would be. I have given this a lot of thought. Yeah. I want to write a musical about the movie, the Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie called Over the Top. And I think it would be freaking adorable. Is it about competitive arm wrestling? Yes, dude. He's that a is freaking good. truck driver. Oh, it's about competitive arm wrestling. It is so hilarious. Like, you know. It's not trying to be, but mm-hmm. it's freaking hilarious. And I think someone should make a movie about or a musical about a movie mm-hmm. that friggin' blows, and that would be super. I fun. think that would be really good. Wow, that I sounds guess. incredible. Yeah, I mine guess. is Darren Aronofsky's mother. What's yours? <laughs> Mine's Austin Powers. Oh, oh, that's good. <laughs> if there was an Austin Powers musical, yeah, honey, I'm there. That's not yeah. a bad idea at that's all. That's a really good idea, actually. Done. We should actually. You should talk to Amber's people. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Uh oh, I'll be thinking about that for the rest. No, of the that day. actually, and that would be the perfect way to bring back Austin Powers because. Actually, there's just enough stuff in Austin Powers that hasn't aged well that it needs to be a new take on it. Yeah. yeah. Fresh. Yeah. I mean, when Fresh you take. watch him do that little character, yeah. immediately no, I'm laughing. It's genius. This man really has it all together. Yeah. And it's such a it's such an iconic costume in a way that would translate well to the stage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a, like, a character that so many different actors would want to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're actually a genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stephen Sondheim is giving you a thumbs up. Wow, that's amazing. It's true. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, should we do our final yeah, segment? Let's do it. 
Um, Amber, our final segment is called Shoutouts. And in this segment, we pay homage to the grand straight tradition of the radio shoutout. Mm-hmm. Um, so imagine it's 2001 and you're at TRL shouting out to your squad back home, but about anything that you enjoy. And we think of them on the spot. So yeah. So don't worry. We'll see what comes to us. And I actually do have one okay. that's relevant Go to ahead. my experiences this week. Um, what's up, freaks, losers, and perverts around the globe? And needless to say, healthcare workers as well. I would like to give a huge shout out to George's boyfriend's dad. Woo! That's right. Matthew's dad has been sort of my unofficial doctor throughout the week. I have been calling this man. We have never met in person, and yet I have been calling him to talk about my insides. <laughs> and he has been so helpful, and it is really amazing to talk to someone who is smart and nice. And also, when you call a random person, that you've never met before and you're like so basically who's going on inside of my asshole things can get weird and he is so normal and so LGBTQ plus affirming and to have I'm so jealous of (laughs) Matthew's incredible family Um, I feel I've never felt more family values than I have this week and um, shout out to George's boyfriend's dad XOXO Sam wow um What's up, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> that seems like I going give, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> classic on this one. I want to give a shout out to, um, okay, I want to give a shout out to Courtney O'Donnell. Um, she, brilliant comedian, um, now lives in LA and was here for a show in New York, and I opened for her at Union Hall. When I tell you she made me smile ear to ear, the most infectious energy, just positive, just her smile can light up a thousand rooms. I think she should have her own talk show. I think she has such a unique sense of humor. I think she could truly read the phone book and I would be laughing. And I gotta say, I'm gonna encourage all her listeners to go out there, see her live, give her a follow. And share her reels because it is time to support women finally for finally. once. Finally, woo! Please support okay. us. Um, hey everybody, you're listening to the smooth sounds of Amber Ruffin tonight on the Amber Ruffin shouts shit out. <laughs> uh, she would like to shout out. Her little friend, Jennifer Hagel. Now, Jenny Hagel can be seen with Amber on fucking late night and some shit. But (laughs) (laughs) Jenny Hagel is one of the funniest people alive. She started doing shows in Brooklyn at this and that. So when you can, you should go see her. You should follow her. You should talk to her. She's a lovely friend. And when I have to complain, I call her and she listens. (laughs) Am I complaining about the same shit over and over and over again? You bet your butt. (laughs) But that's what Jenny's for. Jenny, good friend, better comedian. Damn. (laughs) Woo. Woo. Wow. Wow. We've never shouted out all people. That's never happened before. That was amazing. I almost shouted out the two waters I drank during this podcast. I actually. This close. When you were like, can I actually have the second water also on the table? I was like. That's insane. And then look at me also drinking the second water. Yeah. That's I'm the amazing. only one without a second water. Interesting how that works. Huh. Huh. That's kind of crazy. Huh. You're not taking huh. your health seriously, I guess. Huh. Well, I was never brought a second bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what someone told me? That I was about to make a joke about how there are racist against Greek people. Someone, I won't say who, is rating on a show that is based in Greek mythology. And he was saying that there are no <laughs> Greek no. people in the room, which made me laugh so much because I'm like, 
of course, sure, I, I would love a job at this of show. Of course, but you of actually course. don't need Greek people <laughs> to like understand Greek mythology. I think it's been grandfathered in enough. Yeah, yeah, actually yeah, don't yeah, need yeah. representation for that specific issue. But then apparently they got some angry letter from the like Hellenic American Society that they are being offensive to Greek people because of their portrayal of the Greek gods. Wow. So you know something to keep in mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you involved in it? No. Okay. <laughs> I was just watching it and enjoying it. Oh, good. Oh, Unless perfect. that's problematic, in no. which case I hate it and always have. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually think it looks great and I'm going to watch it. Well, no, hire George great. to write all Greek material. I would love that, actually. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, the clock is ticking, Hollywood. The strikes are over, and I'm ready to work. <laughs> Yay! Yay! All right. Okay, Amber, thanks so much for doing the pod. Thanks for having me. I love it here. <laughs> Bye. 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 Podcast ends now. Want more? Subscribe to our Patreon for two extra episodes a month, Discord access, and more by heading to patreon.com slash stradiolab. And for all our visual learners, free full-length video episodes are available on our YouTube. Now get back to work. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.